This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I am giving you the five hacks that you need to know in order to maintain your weight loss after a calorie deficit. This is the issue that most people have when going into a deficit. Weight loss is really easy. Keeping that weight off is the difficult part. And I'm going to teach you exactly how to do that in this podcast episode. Before I jump into it, I do want to let you know that I'm going to also be revealing this month's Gymshark voucher giveaway, which is very exciting, and I'll do that at the end of the podcast episode. Once again, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that has supported me, supported the podcast, means the absolute world to me. If you haven't already, all I need you to do is take 10 seconds right now to make sure that you are subscribed and you leave a five-star rating or review. So Apple Podcasts, you can leave a written review as well as a five-star review. Spotify, you can only leave a five-star review, which is wonderful. It helps me out so much, uh, more than honestly you probably know, and it allows me to be able to provide you with more content and done the track. So heading into 2024, I've got some big plans for the podcast and I want to be able to provide you with even more value. Um, And by doing that, that actually really, really, really helps. So big love to everyone that has already done that. And if you haven't, please just take 10 seconds, just 10 seconds out of your day to do that. And then screenshot it and send it to me as a DM and you can go into the running to win a Gymshark voucher. All right, let's get stuck into this week's podcast episode, five hacks that you need to know in order to keep the weight off after a calorie deficit. Okay, hack number one. Now, this is going to be very important. So before you even go into a calorie deficit, your success during a deficit is determined by what you were doing prior to that deficit. So it's like the diet before the diet, right? So what did your diet look like prior to wanting to go on a diet? Now, why is this so important? Well, in order for you to be able to lose weight, you need to change the state that your body is in essentially. So if you have not been tracking calories or which, you know, actually isn't necessary, but if you have been under eating and then you think, do you know what? I want to be able to lose more weight. You are going to need to have to drop your calories super low in order to do that, right? So you haven't actually set yourself up for success when it does come to eating in a calorie deficit. So we know that a calorie deficit and fat loss comes down to eating less than the amount of calories that your body is burning, right? Simple. That is super simple. Now, what I want you to think about right now is if you're thinking of going into a calorie deficit, think about what you're consuming and think about realistically, you need to take out a good chunk of food, right? In order to lose that weight. With what you're consuming right now, is that going to be sustainable for you? Do you have enough calories in your day to play with in order to be able to remove and then be able to maintain that for a prolonged period of time while you're in a calorie deficit? And this is where people go wrong, right? So they don't know what they're consuming. They are under eating. Then what they do is they go, oh, okay, I want to lose weight. So they drop their calories even lower. And then a few things happen. They either can't sustain it, which is usually what happens. And they go back to what they were eating. And then more commonly, what they end up doing is binging and overeating and then feeling really terrible about themselves and going into the spiral of, okay, I'll try again tomorrow or I'll try again on Monday. 
But what they're doing is they're kind of putting unrealistic expectations on themselves to be able to lose weight when really like they're not going to be able to. They can't sustain and live off those low amount of calories. Now, the other thing I want you to think about is a big part of losing weight comes down to your energy expenditure. So this is your We talk about your metabolism. That is your total daily energy expenditure. And we shorten that by calling it your TDEE. Now, a big part of your TDEE is your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. Now, this is the amount of calories that your body burns at rest, right? So this is if you got really sick and you were lying in bed all day. It's the amount of calories that your body needs to burn in order to keep your heart going and for your lungs to be working and all of that, right? That takes up the majority of your quote unquote metabolism. Now, part of that will come down to your size. It'll come down to how much muscle you have on your body as well. That's why it's really important to lift weights. But then... The other thing that's really important, so we have your um, BMR, your basal metabolic rate. You also then have your thermic effect of food. So that's the amount of calories that your body needs to consume, uh, excuse me, that's the amount of calories that your body uses to uh, burn when digesting foods. And little note here is that protein requires your body to burn the most amount of calories and any other macronutrient, carbs or fats. And so you can actually, when you're consuming protein, you're not consuming all the calories, you're burning a part of it, right? Through that digestive process. Gosh, I can't talk today. The next thing to think about is your eat. So that's your exercise. Now that's the smallest amount of calories that your body burns in a day. That's your formal exercise at the gym or at home. And then we have your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is the amount of movement that you do throughout the day that you're not even aware of. This is Usually included in steps, yes, which you might be aware of, but it is literally fidgeting, it's blinking, it's all of these little movements that you do. Now, the thing to keep in mind is that subconsciously when you are under eating for a long time or if you're in a deficit for a long time, your body downregulates that, right? So when you're thinking about going into a calorie deficit, the diet prior is going to be really important because if you're not giving your body adequate calories, then what is actually going to be happening is, is that that niche, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis has downregulated, right? So now that's slower. So now you're not burning as many calories. Therefore, in order for you to lose weight, you need to eat even less. Can you see how this creates an absolute conundrum for you? So making sure that you are eating a good amount of food prior to going into a calorie deficit is key. And this is why so many of our girls, when they come to us, we have three phases of our coaching. And the first one is called metabolic priming. Now, during metabolic priming, this is where we increase those maintenance calories. We could get you into phase two, which is the action phase, or we can get you into fat loss. But if you're coming to us under eating, right, your niche, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis subconsciously is down you're, going to, you're like really not going to be successful with that weight loss and you are 100% going to gain that weight back. And we don't want that for you. And so making sure that you're spending time increasing your maintenance calories is going to be key here. Okay, point number two, avoiding or cutting out entire food groups. Okay, let's think about all of the fad diets that we have. Uh, a big one is keto, or I think it was called the Atkins diet back in the day. And that's why we go low carb. A lot of people think low carb is the way to go with losing weight. Now, let me just preface this by saying, I actually believe that a lot of the population, I mean, we have an obesity epidemic, right? And that is because a lot of people consume foods and don't move enough, but a lot of people snack on foods and don't understand the ratio of macronutrients they need in order to be successful right? Now, a lot of people do eat carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are so important to us. They're so incredibly important. However, it's not an essential macronutrient, so we don't need it to survive. In saying that, I want to preface this by saying carbohydrates, 
are very important. So just because we don't need them doesn't mean that we shouldn't eat them, right? Because it can actually really, really be detrimental to your health. So cutting out carbohydrates as a whole, we can do that and still survive. Like I said, doesn't mean that we're going to be super healthy. But the reason I'm using this as example is because I literally, I get this message every single day, a DM about, should I reduce carbs? And I got one yesterday and it was like, if I have bread at lunch, should I not have bread at dinner? And I was like, it actually doesn't matter. Number one is going to be calorie deficit. Number two is making sure that you're eating enough protein. But if you're demonizing certain foods like that, what I want you to think about is you're in a deficit right now. You need to get out of this deficit at some point. So let's just say, you know what, for six weeks you are you are just so focused and you're thinking, I'm not eating any bread. No, nah, for six weeks I'm not eating any bread. What on earth happens when you stop, when you stop your calorie deficit and you tell yourself, oh, I'm allowed to eat bread? Now, what usually will happen is that eventuates into having these crazy cravings for these kinds of foods because we've told ourselves that we can't eat them and then they result in binging, which then takes you out of a deficit or once you go out of that deficit and you're wanting to eat at maintenance can then put you into a surplus, you gain that weight back, right? You're back at square one. Oh, so annoying. The key here is, is to understand everything in moderation. There is no bad food. There's no good or bad food. The more that you demonize something, the more that thing has control over you. If you can eliminate any of those beliefs and moral beliefs really around food and um, around different foods and you look at food in a neutral way where you go, okay, certain foods give me more energy, certain foods will make me feel fuller for longer, but also certain foods make me happy. Certain foods I really in love the taste of and if we can think logically and go, well, I still want to include those kinds of foods into my diet, but I don't necessarily, but I also understand that I can't eat them that's the only thing I can eat. I need to also consume foods that give me energy, that make me feel good, that help with my digestion. Then you can see the balance is really easy. Where we go wrong is this all or nothing mentality where we're either on or we're off. So we're eating bread or we're not eating bread. Why can't we just eat bread and still eat in a calorie deficit? And then do you know what? Once you get out of that calorie deficit, you don't have this fixation on bread because you've told yourself you can't eat it for six weeks right that's just going to set yourself up for failure so please avoid cutting out entire food groups or demonizing certain foods that is a huge reason why people can't maintain weight loss after a calorie deficit all right hack number three limit the time you are in a calorie deficit this is a huge issue i see with people the issue being that people spend time too long in a deficit thinking the longer I'm in a deficit, the more weight I'm going to lose. There's that, which we know doesn't mean that, right? Because over time, metabolic adaptation occurs. And if you're new to this podcast, then I'll just quickly explain what metabolic adaptation is. It's essentially your metabolism or your body learning to live off the amount of calories that you're consuming. So this is why weight loss will plateau at a certain point. So you will be able to lose weight eating, let's just say 1500 calories, six months down the track, you're not still losing weight eating 1500 calories. And this is a survival mechanism because if you could just continue lose weight eating 1500 calories it get to a point where you die and your body doesn't want you to die right so it goes all right well how can I learn to live off these 1500 calories and keep this person alive and that's exactly what happens 
So how on earth do we get around this? Okay, this is key. It is having phases for your nutrition. Now you cannot eat in a calorie deficit forever or for even a really long period of time. Even if you've got lots of weight to lose, you need to incorporate things like a diet break or even just spending time out of a calorie deficit. General rule of thumb is that the amount of time you spend in a deficit, you need to spend at least twice that amount of time outside of the deficit to ensure that the next time you go into that deficit, you actually lose weight. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm sorry I put you through that. But listen, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about Black Friday. And yes, we are offering a whopping 40% off all of our coaching. And on top of that, we have halved the amount of time that you need to commit to our coaching. So going from 12 weeks, which was usually our minimum, down to six weeks, which is wild. Now, we only have two spots left for our Black Friday offer. We only do this once a year. Don't make me sing again. Make sure you head to the show notes, fill in your application, which is completely obligation free. And we will find out if you qualify for our Black Friday offer. All right, back to the episode. Now, how long can you spend in a deficit or how long should you? This is going to be dependent on your situation. However, I would not be advising anyone to stay any longer. I'm talking max here, absolute max of 16 weeks. And this would be probably for somebody that has a lot of fat to lose without some kind of a diet break. For the majority of you that just want to lose 10, 15 pounds, I would not be pushing it longer than 12 weeks without having a diet break or coming out of it and spending some time at maintenance. Listen, quick fixes what result in weight loss not sticking around. So quick fixes result in quick weight loss, but also losing those results quite quickly. And that is because there's no phases there. If we do things the right way, if we do a phase of being in a deficit, spending time outside of a deficit, you will lose that weight, but you will also maintain it. Now, we need to get out of this mentality. And look, I get myself stuck in it as well, where it's this short-term gratification. We want what we want and we want it now. But think back. Has that served you? Has that helped you? Sure, you can do that. Listen, I can get all of you to lose weight really quickly, but I can also get you to then put it back on a lot quicker. And let me tell you, when you mess up, when you have a history of yo-yo dieting like that, you usually end up heavier than what you do what you were prior. And that's purely because of what you've done with that metabolic adaptation and what your body has done to be able to adjust to that. You need to do things the right way in order to be successful. And that's what this podcast, I hope, is going to help you with. So limit your time in a calorie deficit. Understand it might take a few different cycles of going into a deficit up to maintenance in order to maintain your weight. But if you think about how you can maintain that for 10 years down the track, rather than just maintaining that for 10 weeks, right? And being back at square one and having to do it all again and potentially ending up being heavier. Okay, hack number four, incorporate strength training and make sure you are eating enough protein. Right, so how does strength training, doing strength training in a calorie deficit lead to you maintaining those results long term? Okay, let me tell you how this works. So when you're in a calorie deficit, the most important thing is your nutrition, is being in a deficit. So over the past four weeks, I haven't trained, right? So my activity level has dropped significantly and I've lost body fat. I've lost quite a significant amount of, I shouldn't say that. I haven't lost a significant amount, but you guys know I'm very lean. I'm a very small person. And when I lose body fat, you can tell. I look so bony. 
I look so bony. I don't look healthy. And the reason for that is obviously because the past couple of weeks I've had a family tragedy and I actually just have spent some time not eating a lot of food and not because I'm trying to do that deliberately, just due to stress and just horrible, horrible, horrible time in my life. And so I've lost weight, right? Now my movement has dropped significantly. And so that should show you that your nutrition controls whether you lose fat or not lose fat. Now, where strength training comes in is that even for me in this situation, because I was under eating and because so I was in a deficit um, unintentionally, but I was in a deficit and I wasn't strength training, I'm 100% sure that I have lost some muscle. I know I've lost muscle, right? Now, I don't want that because it's going to be more difficult now for me. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about this at all. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's a higher potential that when I start to gain weight now I'm going to gain more fat than usual and that's purely because I've lost muscle and muscle is um, muscle is more expensive tissue meaning your body needs to burn more calories in order to keep it on you right so if I was doing strength training or if you were doing strength training so you're sending this really strong signal to your body to hold on to muscle which strength training does when you're in a deficit then you're just encouraging your body to lose body fat now, when you're not doing that, when you're doing lots of cardio or you're not doing proper strength training and you're eating in a deficit, that weight is usually a combination of muscle and fat. Now, what that means is that that further then downregulates your metabolism, right? So if you pair strength training with a calorie deficit, it's really important. Now, I've written in here protein as well. And it's kind of the same thing. So protein really helps with maintaining your muscle, maintaining your muscle in a calorie deficit. It also keeps you satiated for longer. But really the point that I'm making here is that just like strength training, it sends a really strong signal to your body to hold on to that muscle and to just encourage body fat, uh, loss of body fat, right? So strength training and eating enough protein is really pivotal in order to help support you after that calorie deficit. And it's kind of funny because we all think that cardio, when we go into um, any kind of diet or calorie deficit, it's like, okay, I'm going to start running or I'm going to add in the Stairmaster, when in fact your, your focus more than anything at any point during your fitness journey should be strength training when you're in a calorie deficit. Alrighty, number five, this is Reverse dieting for the majority of you after a calorie deficit is a waste of time and might be detrimental to your results. What? That sounds like a very different message to the message I usually preach, but hear me out. After a calorie deficit, you now have a new set of maintenance calories, right? So you've got this new set of maintenance calories and in order for you in order for you to come out of that deficit and not gain body fat, you need to go up to those new maintenance calories. Now, If you slowly increase to that new maintenance, all you're doing is prolonging your deficit and potentially lowering your new maintenance calories in the meantime, where if you jumped up to your new maintenance calories, then what you're doing is supporting your metabolism and still um, keeping your results. Now, keep in mind, as soon as you come out of a calorie deficit and you start to eat more, even at your new maintenance, you will gain weight. That's normal, right? You're eating more food, muscle glycogen. I've got a few podcast episodes on why you've gained weight and how it's not fat gain. I really encourage you to listen to that one. But basically, it's a thing called muscle glycogen, which is a good thing. And then also, you've just got more food in your belly, right? Super normal. And there's nothing to worry about there. 
However, where you're going wrong is that you are too scared to jump up to your new maintenance, like you're going to gain body fat. And so you prolong it when in turn you're further down regulating your metabolism. Where a reverse diet is really helpful is number one, if you're super fearful, when we have lots of our girls super fearful of increasing after deficit, then we'll support them through that. But usually what we use it for is not when someone's in a deficit, but when they've been been eating a low amount of calories for a long time so they're eating a low amount of calories and they're not losing any weight and they want to increase their new maintenance that is when we will look at slowly increasing calories but if you are in a proper structured nutrition program where you've gone into a deficit get your butt out of that deficit as soon as you possibly can up to your new maintenance calories and then from there that's when you can sort of do this reverse diet thing again and you can start to slowly increase and change your new maintenance while maintaining your new body fat percentage. That's what I've done. I've taken cycles and it's taken years, but now I'm able to eat so much more food being leaner and maintaining my results and that's because I've done that cycle a few times and that's exactly what you'll be able to do. Once again, Quick results lead to losing those results quickly. You do things the right way. It might be slower, but you will keep them for a lifetime. And that is what you want to be doing. Now, how do you find out what your new maintenance calories are? There are some fancy little calculations you can do, but this would be my suggestion to you. If you've lost, let's just say, I don't know, about 10 pounds, I would be shaving off at least maybe like anywhere about roughly probably about 300 calories less than your old maintenance and I would be jumping straight up to that from there I want you just to stay there for a couple of weeks and make sure that you are taking your body measurements and progress pictures keep in mind weight will increase but if it stays fairly stable for those two weeks so you'll you'll see a jump you'll definitely see a jump initially but then if it's staying stable that's your new maintenance from there you can slowly start to increase again and see how high you can push up those new maintenance calories right and then so what the idea of all of this is is that every time that you go into a deficit you should be able to lose fat eating more food right and then alternate and then on uh, the flip side of that is that you'll be able to push up your maintenance calories and be able to maintain eating more now there's obviously a cap on this otherwise all of us could eat whatever we want and maintain our weight so that comes down to genetics but you want to be able to optimize that right You really want to be able to optimize that and you can, but that's going to look very different um, from person to person. I would say the majority of women really, the majority of women that are active should be eating anywhere between 2,000 to 2,500 calories, honestly. All of you pretty much should be doing that unless you're really, 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 really tiny or for whatever reason you can't be very active and that can look really different. But for the majority of you, you should be able to maintain a healthy body fat percentage and a fairly lean physique eating that amount of food. But it might take some time for you, especially if you spent a really long time under consuming. All right, so they are my five hacks. I really hope that helped. If you guys need any kind of clarification on those, make sure you send me a DM. I'd be more than happy to sort of explain it a little bit further for you. Um, but um, hopefully that's helpful. I want to see you guys succeed. I want to see you achieve your dream physique, but be able to maintain it, right? And have that freedom and not be stuck under consuming all of the time because that is a horrible place to be and it'll get you absolutely nowhere. All right, to finish off the podcast, like I promised, I'm going to be announcing who this week's Gymshark voucher giveaway is. And we have, drum roll please, Annabelle Rose, you have sent me a screenshot of a rating you left on Spotify. 
Annabelle Rose is your handle on Instagram. Actually, no, it's not. It's Lily Rose 2021. Please send me a DM. I will get that Gymshark voucher through to you ASAP. And a massive thank you once again for leaving a rating and review. If you haven't already, make sure you do it. Otherwise, guys, I will be back in your ears next week. I love you all. Big love, Coach Tash. Coach Tash.